Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Down in Flames. We're here on a Wednesday night. We got Peyton, Jared, filling in for Thomas tonight. We got Andy. Welcome. Welcome, Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. It's good to have you back again. Round two. Yeah, round two. No baseball this time. Not baseball, but that's okay. I'm well-rounded. Exactly. Good. No baseball. No baseball. Good. Hey, but... And we're going to talk college football. So I just want you to remember how well-rounded and how open hey, I am. Come willing, here. Come here. Willing to talk about college football where you won't talk about baseball. I, I that noted on the record. I love you, Andy. That's I true. That's true. He brings up a good point. Same. I'm Already. Not, I'm not fighting it. It's a, it's a giving relationship. Give and take, yin and yang. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. Somebody gives, somebody takes. That's yeah. we'll let you figure out who's who. <laughs> 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 All right. So sure, sure you got on there, Peyton. Oh, I don't know. It's just a lovely orange shirt. Andy loves when I wear orange. Does so, he? Yes. He's a huge Tennessee fan, um, which I appreciate and is actually my favorite aspect of him. Um, but, uh, yeah. Let's go Vols. All right. Appropriate for SEC tonight. Yes. Yeah, so we'll talk uh, SEC football tonight. It'll be our pre- uh, preview. We're also going to do our picks tonight for the first time for the season. For uh, college uh, football tonight, as we got games coming up this weekend, I'm ready. I can't wait. Even tomorrow night, even though it's just that one team from South Carolina playing. Woo! Go Gamecocks. Or the Cincinnati <laughs> UCLA game. You have an option. Oh, that's yeah. right, Cincinnati Ukla. Which <laughs> honestly, I feel like Cincinnati's going to win that game. I feel like they could too. <laughs> you guys ended up getting a lot of transfers. Yeah, but uh, from uh, you co- got one from Alabama yeah. actually. The one had to sit out though. But thanks, Jim Harbaugh. But Jim Harbaugh won't let him play. So I don't yeah. know what, what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have that. Again. All right, so yeah, SEC preview, and then we'll talk a little bit of uh, NFC North and AFC South, and uh, RIP a certain uh, lucky individual. Oh gosh, <laughs> no no puns for this. We oh, there's got to be puns. I mean, the Colts are just straight out of luck. So all right. That's sad. That's sad. You want to see me cry on camera? I mean... Are we taking votes? <laughs> All right. Let's get right into it. SEC. Where do you want to start? Do you want me to give a full... Uh, let's start with the West. A just full because rundown? We, we like to start with the... Yeah, let's start with the West. We'll go from there and then move on to the East here. Am, am I starting here? You're, this is your conference. You run this show for... Uh, for this one tonight. Quick disclaimer, I'm going to try to interrupt Peyton only three times tonight because this is going to drive me up a wall. We need a counter. By all means. <laughs> Please continue. We need a counter. That's oh, for we sure. did forget one thing. We said we were going to talk about this. We had our, our draft the other night before we get into going on. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> how, how much is he worth uh, if he's... Worth fifty or less? I'd I'd spend like thirty on him, maybe. I spent twenty one on Aaron Rodgers, so I mean, I'd honestly, I he's 30. a he's a stat grabber. I'd go for forty. Forty. You know what you guys are asking for, right? You're asking for a full on explanation for me. I mean, you know, that's going to take a long time. <laughs> no, we're that's just going to say for. you jumped the gun. That's what you're <laughs> asking for. You jumped the gun, and you could have gotten him cheaper. <laughs> that that's the only no, thing we're trying no. to illustrate here. CBS League went for one hundred and fifteen dollars tonight. That's yeah, all but I CBS say. League. Were we drafting C- in a CBS League? That's all I gotta League? say. Yeah. CBS League had five hundred dollars. We had three hundred. Three hundred. <laughs> it was three hundred for CBS League. The We're difference is, passing touchdowns in the CBS League are worth 
six points, not four. Well, they're worth six in our league, too. So you're not... No just, way. Yeah. No, no, they're not. Yes, they are. Well, then the value is just very skewed, <laughs> if that's the case. You know what? I'm happy you got Mahomes. Beauty's in the eye of the holder. Just remember that. Yeah. Just that's right. Don't make me say three little letters. I did say this to... Uh, ACL? I was talking yep. to... Tom- oh, okay. That's making sure. <laughs> I was talking to Thomas yep. on the way over yep. here, um, and that's why I said, I was like, we, we make fun of him for this, though, but watch. Mahomes goes and has even a better, I don't think it's going to happen, but has even a better year than last year. And then we're all kind of eating our words. But then again, it is just remember that even though he paid $75 for me, he did great. He still could have gotten it for 30. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something else, but it would take us away from SEC football, Andy. And I know how much you want to talk about it. <laughs> Roll Tide? I'm being patient. Ooh. I, like I will say even before... We don't before, say those words in this house. I do. It's fine. <laughs> I will say even before you start, I think the West is going to be... It's going to be fun. That's going to be a tough division. It is. They've got... Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and dive in by agreeing with you. Um, I think that uh, the top is going to be a little bit more competitive uh, than it is in the East. Um, so just to go through a rundown for everybody listening, uh, in the West, we've got... Um, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Um, Always Texas A&M. Always still this day. Still throws you off? Throws me off. I know they're SEC, but it yeah. just throws me off. It's just the wrong conference. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to I wanna start at the bottom. Uh, Arkansas, I think, is going to be not only the worst in uh, the West, I think they're just going to be the worst in the SEC as a whole. Um, so they've got a, uh, a transfer quarterback coming in, Ben Hicks. Uh, he's transferring from SMU. Um, he is not an electric player, but he's moving to a uh, Power 5 school, so good for him. Um, Arkansas has had extreme woes recruiting, uh, so they don't really have anybody coming behind um, players that they already ended up losing. Um, they lost a lot of older guys that had been there for a while. So they've got young guys who have traditionally not been very good, coming in behind older guys who were traditionally not very good with a transfer quarterback from a smaller, less competitive school. Still a good school. SMU's got a good program. Um, They've kind of, you know, stepped back a little bit from some dark years, but um, there's so many question marks and the coaching carousel that they end up walking through. I'm I'm not sold on them getting beyond just a handful of wins this year. Well, you know why he... Went from SMU to Arkansas. Chad Morris. What do you mean? Chad Morris. Oh, well, yeah. You build a relationship with a coach, you're going to go. But that doesn't necessarily mean this kid is ready. Uh, To me, I I see. And if I'm Chad Morris, I think it's a good move. If I'm Ben Hicks, I don't know if it's a good move. If anything, Arkansas will at least do something offensively, I feel like. Just because Chad Morris is an offensive guru. I mean, I just feel like they'll be okay offensively just because he's a fantastic offensive mind. I think they will be okay offensively in a few years. Okay. Uh, not this year. He's, he's still playing with other uh, other people's recruiting class. So um, I've got Ole Miss uh, second to last. They've got an interesting guy coming in. I don't think they're going to stay in this spot in years to come. They've got Matt Coral. Uh, who is a really highly uh, rated recruit coming out of California. Um, still, they've got they've got a lot to put together. I won't spend too much time on these. Uh, Mississippi State, you've got Tommy Stevens, who transferred from Penn State. 
leading their offense now. Auburn, you've got the young guy that everybody's really high on. I know Kirk Herbstreet is um, probably already uh, trying to get autographs from Bo Nix. Um, I think he's going to hold his own, but again, um, they, uh, you know, he's still a young quarterback that I'm not sure I'm going to trust to lead the offense. I will go ahead and say I'm talking more about offense because I'm not worried about defense for a lot of these teams. Um, the teams that are good uh, have strong defensive cores that are coming in behind a lot of lost players like Georgia, like Alabama, uh, Florida as well. Uh, the offenses um, have had a lot more uh, like big turnover. Um, third in the West, I've got Texas A&M. Kellen Mond uh, has really mm. stepped into his own. Um, and with uh, a, a strong recruiting class coming into this year, um, as much as I uh, hate their coaching staff, I do feel like they'll be prepared uh, coming into this season. They played uh, they played you guys tough last year, Jared. I was going to say, last, time, last year, every time I watched them, they were in every game. Yeah. Even if they lost, they were in every single game. Yeah, and Kellen Mond, is, he has been an absolute warrior uh, in all of these games that he plays. He's... I, I don't know how he will pan out at the next level or if he will pan out. I know he's going to try. He may end up being one of these players that converts positions, moves to wide receiver, but um, he does not quit. And I, I think that is a huge motivator to um, you know the rest of the team as well. So I'm, I'm looking at his leadership coming into this. And then uh, Jimbo will, you know, he's, he's going to win games from his craftiness. Um, so I give them an edge on coaching too. LSU, Joe Burrow, um, he's not been as good if as people. If you're going to talk LSU, I got to hear. We got to hear your. Uh, uh, oh, my, my coach O yeah. uh, impression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these boys just play their hearts out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought we were talking about the real Death Valley for a second. So I just thought. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the real Death Valley. Yeah, there's, no, right. there's no debate there, though. So why address it? I mean, oh, you mean the one that was actually the originator 30 years prior to the LSU one? Oh, okay. Uh, so SEC football. <laughs> um, Joe Burrow, uh, he's, uh, he's capable uh, he's got a really strong uh, running back core. Uh, I don't think Fournette's baby brother is going to be doing much. Edward Zelaer is uh, is going to be back in their um, backfield again, uh, along with Nick Brissett. Um, here, these last like four years, um, yeah. they've just had really tough running attacks yep. uh, that wear teams down. Uh, so I think they end up finishing second in. Um, uh, in the West. And then I think Alabama is coming out first. Um, Tua. You're, is at, the, you're, you're not going to do your can't pick Alabama. I thought, I thought you always picked Alabama to finish last, no matter what. I'm not picking a game right now. Okay. You're just picking for this whole season. It's, it's, it's every game. Okay. Yeah. No, the games, I will definitely pick them to lose, but we're okay. doing standings right now. Right. Okay. So which of course isn't, you know, qualified by wins and losses, which are yeah. won by games. That's once, okay. once we get to pick them, Hey, don't, don't crush my process. It's okay. Once we get to pick them, that's a little bit different. So um, Tua is the kind of player, not even just quarterback, he's the kind of player where everybody else around him gets so much better uh, when he's on the field because he's helping them create. Um, and uh, he's the type of guy that you have to pay attention to because he's not going to just stay in one spot. And his teammates know that. Mm -hmm. uh, they know that, okay, yeah, I, I ran my route, but I got to keep running around. 
Uh, you saw that with Michael Vick um, in college and in the NFL. You can't quit because he hasn't quit. Um, two is the same kind of player. Um, they are a little bit thinner offensively. Um, I do think that um, you know they're always going to have the um, the strong run game. Najee Harris is not as highly touted as um, some of the previous backs that they have, but their offensive line creates he was, so he was much. A big recruit though, when he came there. I mean, that was between him, Michigan, and the he was. USC. Well, he was he was number one overall yeah. coming out of uh, coming out of his high yeah, school. Class. The last day right before he had to be a school, he just got in his car and drove and showed up at one school and showed up at Alabama. That was. Yeah, and they they have such a um, a heavy recruiting class each year. He hasn't performed just because he's been behind guys who are also yeah. amazing. So this will be the year where he really shows um, shows what he can do. Um, beyond that, you've got uh, Jerry Judy. I think is going to have a huge year. Um, I don't know so much about their other receivers because they haven't um, they haven't had much experience there. So we're going to see what Tua does with them. Um, their defense is going to be good, but without Dylan Moses, mm -hmm. that's a huge blow because he's, I mean, he's been running that defense um, for a couple of years now. And I, I don't know, I, you know, he's going to be on the sideline. You know, he's still going to be around his guys, but still um, just like with uh, other strong defensive leaders, like a Ray Lewis, it's different when he's just not on the field. He can be with you, but when he's not on the field, um, you've got that one great mind who can't see what he needs to see to make the last minute adjustments uh, for you. So I, I think Alabama comes out of the West. Yeah, signal callers on defense are almost as vital as the signal callers as far as the quarterback on the offense. So whenever you lose a guy like that, it is going to make it very difficult on the defense for them. But as we talked about pre-show, I know we, we know that Alabama is going to have someone behind him. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see though if the the individual that is behind him if he's ready because like you say Dylan Moses has been a staple of consistency over the last year or two so um, it's just a tough break for him though going down with that knee injury so yeah they they're a team though that the next guy is typically ready um, so as much as I hate being able to talk about it it's it's tough to say that they're not going to have a guy who's just ready to go right behind him. Yeah, I'd agree. So I'll, I'll agree with you. I think for a lot of that, where I'm, I didn't pick up. Where did you put Auburn though? Say what? Where did you put Auburn? You put him fourth, right? Behind behind LSU, back up. Yeah. I've got LSU him fourth in A&M. Yep. Okay. I, I, th I don't think Auburn finishes in the top 25. I don't think they'll be in the top 25 either, but I think they'll be fourth in the West. I, I, I could see fourth in the West. I, I think this is going to be a real down year for Auburn. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be I, a growing think, year for Bo Nix, but I think he's their guy moving forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I listen and reading a lot of stuff. I'm, I really think this is going to be a real down year for Auburn, and I am not going to be surprised if Gus Malzone's looking for a job. I was year. actually about to ask, is this a, a break year for Gus Malzone? It, it is. I mean, that's that's the, look at Auburn. I mean, they've had a couple like eh, kind of years since they won the national championship. But since he won that national championship, it's been pretty I, underperforming. I mean, left and right, they've got a couple lucky breaks here and there. I think they got rid of uh, Gene Chizik too fast. But I agree. I with agree that. with that absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think UNC lucked out. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think that Auburn, as you mentioned, I don't I don't see them being top twenty five, which honestly could hurt Oregon in that first game for yeah. their potential of getting into the playoff. Down the road, yeah. Right. So but I agree with you. I think they're gonna have a rough year this year. Um I just I, I know you said you're big on what you think Bonix can turn into, but I mean you got Bo Nix oh, as, I, I, as as a starting quarterback as a freshman and then your backup is Joey Gatewood, redshirt freshman. Like there's just not a whole lot of in-game experience there or leadership experience that you got to have from a signal caller, especially in the SEC. So their their fourth place is from their defense. I think Bo Nix is going to be he's going to be an impact player coming in. I think offensively he's going to be capable. Yep. Um, I don't think he's going to win the close games. I don't think that he's going to completely take over. Um, but I do think their defense keeps him in games and gives him opportunities. Um, so I, I put more stock in their defense, uh, but I think it's going to be a growing year for Bo. I, I don't necessarily think that Malzahn's going to stick around, mm-hmm. um, whether that be uh, he sees the writing on the wall and leaves on his own, or um, none of the none of the coaches of those programs like to be fired, um, but uh, you know, or Auburn themselves actually cut him loose. Yeah. At I'm, the very least, I think this could be a huge warning year of hey, next year if you're not cutting it, we'll get rid of you midseason. I'm going to put them fifth in the West. I'm going to go Alabama, hands down, wins wins the West. Um, just for you, Justin, roll tide. All right. Uh, so Alabama finishes first in the West. Um, I'm going to go with LSU second, Texas A&M third, and then I'm going to say Mississippi State fourth, and then Auburn. And then, man, I think both Arkansas and Ole Miss are going to be absolutely terrible. So uh, take your pick of which one's going to go at the bottom, one or two wins in the conference. I will always pick Arkansas to be last out of a Mississippi school just because Mississippi gets to – I mean, they recruit decently well in Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, Alabama, and Texas. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, like you look at their roster, they got a handful from Texas, and you get a – you know, pretty much everybody from the state of Arkansas. Their recruiting classes are just weak year after year after year. We'll see what Chad Morris does. I think he'll turn that around. I think he'll start to dip into states like Missouri um, and then into more of the um, Louisiana area. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They just they've got a they've got a sickness in their in their football program. I, I think he'll work on it. I think he'll get it to a good spot. But right now they just they can't bring anybody in. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say we probably all have you given your order yet i, I have not okay go ahead Jared. Here. um i this is going to be tough for me i i think texas a&m is actually going to at least they're they're going to challenge alabama uh this year what do you mean by challenge <sighs> I, I mean they're going to be right i think they could beat them they play them at alabama i mean they play alabama plays at texas a&m this year that's going to be a tough one texas a&m has a lot of returners this year, especially on offense. In my field. <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of returners, especially on offense. Mons, as as Peyton pointed out. And then what was the receiver? The really good receiver they had. Uh, number 13, I think. He was he's a beast. He's 6'5". Let me pull up there. But he's, he's really good, too. I can't remember his name, but he had a heck of a game against Clemson. Oh, long year. hair? Yes. And I, I, feel like, I feel like Texas A&M is going to be tough. I could absolutely see them beating Alabama at home. Now, they have two really tough games at the end of the year. Kendrick Rogers. Kendrick Rogers, yes. Kendrick Rogers is an absolute beast. 
They got two really tough games at the end of the year. They play at Georgia and at LSU. I mean, those are their last two games of the year. I could see them beating Alabama, but then losing out on winning the West just because they they lose their last two games of the year. Whereas I don't think Alabama will falter in any other games other than that Alabama game. And then of course I well, I'll I'll give that later. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think that I think that Texas A and M could absolutely beat Alabama and then if they go if they go one and one in that last game, I think they come out of the West and they win the West. I, they've they've got a they've got a lot of sophomores on their defense. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is scary on the defensive line right. going against Alabama, like they'll they'll pick them apart. I I do think that it's going to be a really good game and that they have a chance to really make a move. I mean that's why I have them third. I think they're going to be a great team this year, but they've also got a lot of youth and I don't know. I, as much as I hate the man, Saban's good at exploiting youth and experience. <laughs> I, I think if there's a team in the SEC that's going to put up the best fight against Alabama, it'll be. Texas A&M. I think, uh, Jimbo Fisher, I mean, last year they did it. They took him down to the wire. And, yeah, I mean, lose some pieces there. But if there's a coach that's anywhere close to the same caliber in the SEC that would be closest to Saban, it'd be Jimbo Fisher. So I think you got to go with them being the closest team anyway to be able to make a run at it. Uh, I do I do like the fact that LSU does have a returning quarterback. Uh, I think Burrow is a – he's serviceable. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think LSU will finish above Texas A&M. I just think in an in-game situation, yeah, yeah, Texas no, no, A&M is no. going to have the best chance in-game. I he's, agree. He's I, like Mettenberger. Yes. He's very like similar can, to 2.0. Yeah. yeah, he can – he can run the plays. Very similar, I would agree. And and I think we're going to get a measuring stick for LSU second game of the year against Texas because they play at Texas. So I think that's going to be a really good measuring stick for LSU of where they're going to wind up being this season. I, It's so difficult because you could shuffle them a, a bunch of different ways. But mm-hmm. if I had to say, I still would say Alabama, but I do think Texas A&M beats them. I just don't know if, if Texas A&M is going to win those last two games of the year against Georgia, at Georgia, and then at LSU. But then I would have Texas A&M second, LSU third. That that would probably be my my top three there. But it's it's mm-hmm. tough. I mean, it is going to be a really good race this year between mm-hmm. those three teams. Definitely. So all, all in all, I'd, I'd say Alabama comes okay. out from the West. So Al- Alabama comes out. Any team in the West – that you want to go ahead and throw as a sleeper to be looking out for other than the ones we named at the top there in the top three. Anybody that could surprise you making a run for it this year? To me, sleeper would be Texas A&M, that they, that they step up, I mean, and actually find consistency. Because that's been their problem in the past, that they play really hard and you have a Clemson game, but then you play Ole Miss and you lose by 21. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I thought they were a little bit better. Yep. So if they can find consistency, I think they could be a viable sleeper to – really like push Alabama out of that spot. Yep. That's a ju- Justin uh, Mayo. Um, it's a, he's a big Alabama fan. He buys in. He says, I can buy A&M beating Bama, but not beating two or three versus Bama, LSU, Georgia. I agree with that. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Sneaking at one game, but yeah, you're not going to be like, not going to crazy that gauntlet. Nope. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I have a sleeper necessarily, but how about a bold prediction? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that there will be two teams that come out of the SEC, not just the West, but the SEC and Hull, uh, that make it the playoff. Neither of those teams will be Alabama. Really? Wow. Interesting. Really? Ooh. Okay. We'll talk about LSU coming out of the West. 
Old. A team to be named when we talk about the East. Oh. <laughs> Bold. Uh, we I know which one. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> so. It really and it's Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> now, did y'all watch College Game Day last week? Actually, I did. I did. Okay. Bear pointed out something I hadn't heard before. For the 25 of the last 26 years, there's been a team that's not in the top 25, or not in the top 10, that's not ranked in the beginning of the season that finishes in the top 10. So 25 of the last 26 years that has happened. Anybody in the FCC East or West do that? Say that again. Okay, so out of the last 25 of 26 years, a team that is not currently ranked in preseason top 25 polls finishes the season in the top 10. 25 out of 26 years, yes. a preseason ranking. No, no. A, a team that is not ranked in the top yeah, 20. Outside top of the 25, but posts at the end of the year See, is in, in the, the top, top 10. 10. Saying yes. too many numbers for him too so quickly. Are we, are we guessing if someone does it this year, or are we guessing yeah. the one time it happened, who was it? No, I'm saying this year. Who is there anybody out of the SEC West that can do it? Out of specifically SEC West, and I would say no. I mean, okay. if it, I'm not even going to say if we got, I would say there's 0% chance that any of these other teams that are not currently ranked make it in the top 10 by the end of the year. I would agree. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't yeah, see, because no. no. it, what is it, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, yep. and Arkansas? And Arkansas. <laughs> no. I, 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 I am going to say that my pick is out of the SEC, a team that's not ranked that I think could finish in that top, 20, that top 10, but it's not out of the division. <laughs> if you say, I like where he's going. <laughs> I do. There better be some Commodores coming. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All, all right, right, so we're going to the East. So we all got our picks in for the West here. Let's move on over to the East. All right. Your division. You know, I like this. I'm bringing up personnel and (laughs) and kind of the team itself. And Jared's capping off with schedule. This is, (laughs) this is, this is good. And we've got, you know, yeah, I'm I'm just happy it's SEC football time. All right. uh, Bottom of the barrel. I'm saying Kentucky. Really interesting. Huge drop off. They, have got turnover at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, and linebacker in, like, major ways. Oh, defensive line, too. Major ways. They have picked up their recruiting, which is good, and I think that's a testament to a a longer-tenure coaching staff that they have there, but um, their team looks so different. Um, I don't know that – I'm I'm not expecting very much – very much that's super good from them. South Carolina, I've got them above. Um, again, they're just – they should be better every year, but they're just not. They're worse every year. You got Jake Bentley. He'll pull something out for a few games. And they, they their offense is going to be a little bit better with uh, Feaster transferring because he brings, he brings an element to running back that they haven't had in a while. So – that helps them out, at least offensively. Who but. is their last big running back? Probably Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore. <laughs> they haven't had a run game. I don't think they're going to know what to do with a running game. <laughs> Which, what team killed Marcus Lattimore's career? Oh, yeah. I, can't, team? I can't seem to remember. Mm. Oh, wait. Which is it's a bummer. I, I loved him so much, and I was ready for him to hit the NFL. And you killed him. And then we <laughs> hit, it, hit him in the knee before he could hit the NFL. So it was a lot of hitting. Uh, just yeah, it wasn't good. Um, Mizzou, I've got um, third from the bottom. Uh, they're I don't know. They're just they're a weird team. Kelly Bryant, and I'm not even gonna try the guy's last name. Uh, Okwabunum, I think, uh, for their tight end. 
Um, both good. Both got injured a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm not really expecting uh, great things from Mizzou this year. They've got um, uh, they've got an electric coach that I think is going to push them back to some of the um, Chase Daniel days. Um, but uh, again, uh, I've I've got them below Vanderbilt. Boom! There's some Commodores for you, Andy. <laughs> Why do I have Vanderbilt on there? Not for any players. Coach. Jared knows that I love him. Derek Mason. Uh, is a fabulous coach. Um, unfortunately, I think he's up against a few teams that are going to um, just throw off the youth that he has on the team. His defense is going to be good again this year. And he's a defensive-minded coach, which helps him out. They'll have that uh, that mainstay. Um, but they've got so many gaps on offense. I do think he's going to hang around in the um, uh, that upper side of the, um, of the East, but I'm not... I don't know. I'm not expecting a million wins from them this year. Uh, Florida, I've got ahead of them. Um, Felipe Franks, he knows the offense, and he's an athletic playmaker. Uh, They're always bringing in a good run game. They've always got a solid defense. Um, I don't have them uh, for one reason, for one reason. I don't have them ahead of Tennessee, who I've got second, strictly because of Tennessee. my tongue. Strictly because of tenure and coaching. Did you watch that game Saturday night? It was ugly. I am not impressed with Felipe Franks at all. Ugly. I think he looks. I sure he's, he's got an arm and he's big, but I think he's terrible. He's inconsistent, yeah, but beyond he's, belief, he's going to win games. And the only reason that they won that game, really pulled it out, is because Miami had zero offensive line at all, like not even close to a resemblance of an offensive line. And they couldn't not have a penalty every single time they were on offense. So they're Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've got Tennessee coming in um, at number two there. That's right. Andy just Andy loves this. Um, Garantano is in his third year with Tennessee. Um, there are so many similarities between him and Josh Dobbs. It's it's weird to watch them play as far as their style. Um, Junior year was when Josh Dobbs knew when he needed to throw versus when he needed to run. That was his breakout year. I think that as far as his ceiling, this will be his breakout year uh, for productivity. He'll have a solid uh, senior year as well. We've got um, a lot of guys returning. Uh, Dominic Wood Anderson, who was one of the top tight ends in the SEC last year. Jawan Jennings has been reinstated. Um, and uh, he'll be back and is healthy as way as well. Uh, Marquez Callaway, I know Jared loves that guy. Um, he'll be a senior this year uh, at wide receiver, bringing in. Um, I, I think he's going to end up getting more targets than he did last year because he was nursing that toe. I think it was a toe injury uh, that he had. Josh Palmer too, another uh, another junior wide receiver coming in. So we've got a lot of um, a lot of seniority for our offensive weapons. Uh, on offensive line, um, it's been tough seeing Trey Smith with these. Um, it's been like in, he's had a lot of like internal issues. He's almost like a Chris Bosh of it's a lot of stuff he can't. <laughs> a lot of stuff. You know he, what you're doing to me, right? I'm I know. Just, okay. That's why I looked over <laughs> you know, at you. Make sure you know. It's a lot of internal stuff that he can't control, like you know, blood vessel issues, right. and uh, you know. I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for the guy because he was absolutely going to be a top 10 pick 
uh, when he got drafted, but he just he hasn't been able to play enough these last couple of years. But um, we're bringing in a um, a very structured, talented offensive line. Um, Ty Chandler and Tim Jordan and Jeremy Banks are all returning at running back. Uh, Ty Chandler's put on a little weight. Jeremy Banks, we'll see if he can actually hold on to the ball. Um, that was his only issue last year. Uh, and then defense, we got Nigel Warrior uh, coming back as our senior safety. Very physical, big communicator. Um, we've got Daniel Batuli, a senior linebacker who's stepping in. Daryl Taylor, uh, who's a redshirt senior this year. Um, Emmett Gooden, um, who uh, transferred in uh, as a defensive tackle. And I know we talked about Solomon as well, coming in from Michigan. Um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful this year because we do have a lot of consistency across our roster. The fact that you got – no, it, it does work, it's a little bit late in the year, but the fact that Aubrey Solomon got approval to play this year I think could play huge dividends for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Huge recruit coming out. I think it just didn't work out for him in Ann Arbor. Um, I think he can do great at Tennessee, which I was really hoping he would get waiver this year, which is why I'm, I'm, I'm on the Tennessee bandwagon. That that was kind of the thing that put me over the hump when I heard the news today that he had got the waiver. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, I'm not going to go too much further into Tennessee because I know that I'm biased. Yeah, I mean they just got to keep the rest of their team out of assault charges. Well, I was going to say that's so. that, that is the one too. <laughs> I mean, having you know, that's just one guy. Yeah. Just one guy doesn't. Hey, that's that's the that's the it's pot a, calling the kettle black over yeah, here Cincinnati. in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> what has Cincinnati football ever done? <laughs> the the NFL team. Talking about the NFL I know, team. but still, <laughs> they 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 blazed on past the five uh, pages of felonies for Pac-Man. <laughs> no, he's gone now. Whatever. Yeah, now you yeah. yeah, for a little while. <laughs> still trying to tell people he's Pac-Man Jones, and nobody cares. Anyway, continue. yeah, he's beating people up outside the subway. Yep. Anyway, glad he's got a job. Um, <laughs> first, first, I've got Georgia. Now, there's a couple of caveats to this. I I feel like Kirby Smart is um he wastes he wastes his team in big games which i think is super disappointing to be able to see i uh, is he going to continue that i'm not sure but for whatever reason he just can't play a big team to save his life alabama just they've got his number and i don't think it's because um saban and him know each other i think it's just he's allowing himself to be out coached now jake Fromm is going to have a huge year I think he's going to um, push himself into um, contention of being one of the highest quarterbacks that will end up being drafted. Um, they've got some issues, though. Brenton Cox uh, is one of their defensive players, and um, Jeremiah Holloman, one of their – I mean, he was going to be uh, one of their top receivers. We're both dismissed from the program. Um, now, they've got their uh, – they had the number one running back in the – country last year who went down with an ACL injury he'll be back so they're give and take um, for what they're uh, what they're going to be able to bring onto the field but I do think that they're the most talented they're the most um, uh, the most efficient team uh, that's coming out of the east you got DeAndre Swift who's going to be there running back um, and they're their defense is going to be really good. Uh, they've got uh, a couple of sophomores. Beyond that, it's it's all junior seniors. A lot of experience there. Like we were talking earlier, it's next guy up. Like at Alabama, um, they've created their defense to where it's going to be 
you know, barring anything bad happening, their defense is going to be good for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that I agree with in terms of just your overall synopsis of the, the East. Um, I don't know if I'd have Kentucky being that bad, but uh, I think that they, as you mentioned, a lot of turnovers, so I see them dropping off a little bit. But their their schedule is a little friendly for, for having such a drop-off. So, I mean, I could see them possibly winning a few games. Oh, you agree with me? Can I have a quick three-minute rebuttal? Yeah. Go. Is that okay? Okay. Absolutely. There's going to be some Tennessee hate in there, just so you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. That's Uh-oh. fine. Uh-oh. You feel that it's way. just a normal day. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Tennessee at two is too high for me. I did in second in the East, third, I did it's not that good. Uh, but the biggest thing is I look at the only reason that they could potentially make a run at it is their schedule, uh, which is what Jared has kind of briefly touched on. And I'll even say the only reason they're going to be bowl eligible this year is because of their schedule. They play Georgia State, BYU, and Chattanooga their first three games. Otherwise named Nancy, Stacy, and Marie. <laughs> all three of their first games. And then in the middle of November, you play UAB at home, which who told them they were allowed to play football again? <laughs> they discontinued their program. And what did they find? Wrestlers to go out there and play? That's all they've they have been, left. They've been and back for a couple you, years. That's they've you they've play, been back. You play them at home in November. <laughs> what in the world is that? They came first back, what, ever two years MSU ago? game I went to was... Mark D'Antonio's first game against UAB. J.U. Cockrick scored five touchdowns. But see, the fact that you have to like say that, it's like, yeah, well, before they cancel their program. Like, I mean, that's that's not typically a It good was sign. 2007, so it was a long time ago. So, there you go. There's my brief Tennessee hate U- for you. UAB, yeah. I, will, I will say, UAB is not a runover team. They went 11-3 and three overall, 7-1 and one in their conference against teams like Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, UTEP, teams that have decent football programs. Now, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't argue that those teams are easier to beat than if they were in a power five conference, but they, for being back for what, three years now, that was their second or third year and running their conference. They're, they're not just a cupcake team, but see, this is where I would give, I actually give Tennessee credit in that area and say that they're not Louisiana tech, North Texas. They're not there. It's a different level mm-hmm. that they're playing at that point. So there's my little Tennessee hate. Uh, also comparing, just talking about the schedule briefly for uh, Georgia, they play one road game against a team that's currently ranked in the top 25, and it's Auburn, which we all agree is probably going to drop off and maybe not even be there by that time of the year. Every other tough game that they have is at home. They play A&M at home, Notre Dame at home, Florida at home. I mean, that's open, and they don't have to play Alabama at all this year. Except for you know the SEC championship game. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it were to get down, if to it that. were to get down to that, it would be you know potentially them. Which again, I've already discussed that. I think it'll be them and LSU probably in the SEC championship game. But so that's, a, like that's the reason I think Georgia will get one. I see Tennessee finishing no higher than three. But I'll go ahead and I'll say they finish third behind Florida. All right. So he has Florida at two. Um, yeah, with, with Kentucky, I mean, I could see them, I see them still being ball eligible just based upon their, their schedule. I mean, they do play Louisville, but Louisville's just the bottom of the barrel in the ACC. (laughs) They're so bad. Um, and then they play Toledo, Eastern Michigan, um, UT Martin. So, I mean, they, that's, what is that? Four wins right there. Uh, so they only need two wins in SEC play to be bowl eligible. So, I mean, I see them at least being bowl eligible. Um, and then with Tennessee, uh, I definitely see Tennessee. It, it is, I think they're going to be right between 
two and three. It's going to be a toss-up right there between them and Florida. Um, the game on September 21st is going to be the deciding factor for that one for you guys and Florida. But with it being at home, for Florida at home, I don't know. I do think I, I could see Tennessee being that, um, I don't know about top 10. That'd be really high. But I do see them being ranked at some point this year uh, within the top 15. I could see that for sure. Um, but you guys do have a tough schedule. Uh, or I, I'm just looking at Florida's schedule. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys do play Alabama at Alabama, and you play at Florida and Georgia. So, I mean, those are... those no, are no, 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 no. They have Georgia at home. Georgia at home. Yeah, I, I was saying that those are their, their tough games, their tough games they have. So, it, it is, it's going to be a, a tough road for Tennessee just with those three games, and that's within four weeks. I mean, that is really... That's a buzzsaw right there. I mean, you they, have you have Mississippi State in between the they, Florida they do, and Georgia they, they game. They do have a bye between September 21st, the Florida game, and the Georgia game, though. Which was so smart was on scheduling. Definitely so. smart on scheduling. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I could see, I guess I'll, I'll go with Tennessee at, at two and then Florida at three as well. The, for the, scheduling purposes, Andy, for scheduling purposes, I'm going to say Tennessee at two. <laughs> I will say as a sweeping statement for the SEC, um, it is a little bit more difficult uh, to delineate between. I, w- I would lump the ACC in the same category and the Big Ten. Um, it's a little bit harder to change with those three conferences to say easy schedule versus hard schedule because um, all of the teams are, are fairly capable except for maybe a couple uh, in each of those conferences. The bottom of the barrel teams, yeah, they're not looking like a, a good team at all. But even the middle of the road teams are way better than some of the upper teams in like the Pac-12, um, like a Colorado. You know, I if I put Colorado versus South Carolina, I I'd say that's going to be a, a somewhat close game. A bottom of the barrel SEC team versus a higher Pac-12 team. You know, it it's. You want you want it's to talk just different scheduling. You want to talk FBF conference rankings. This is ESPN ranked by average projected SP plus rating. Okay, SEC is definitely number one, the strongest conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eighteen down point six from twenty eighteen. Second is the Big Ten, eight point four up from point oh six. That's a huge drop down from eighteen to eight point four. Then Big Twelve six point nine, Pac twelve six point seven, ACC comes in at six point five. Up from one point two, or up one point two. Yeah, I mean, we had our we had our deal with I think it was Big Twelve run out for mm-hmm. non conference games. Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing these middle of the road until we sign another. The only like Tennessee, the Cross only conference. deal we have with a school is BYU. I think it's like three years. Um, but yeah, there's no cross conference deal that we have because Big Twelve just ran out. Real quickly here, and then I got to step away for a minute. Um, so I'm gonna go get my picks here. I, I'm definitely picking Georgia to walk away with the with the East. Um, but I'm gonna go with Tennessee, number two, and I'm gonna pick Tennessee. Is that's my, that's my team to finish in the top ten. I just I I know there's not a lot of oomph behind a show for that, but I think that. They've recruited extremely well over the last years. They have a lot of good recruits coming in. This is, it, 
Yeah, the reason I'm big on Aubrey Salmon is because I follow U of M very closely because I right. keep your friends closer and enemies closer. But I, I really, I was worried when MSU got Aubrey Salmon. I did not want them to get them. And so when he transferred away, I was like, oh, goody, you don't have to worry about it. So that's why I'm big on Aubrey Solomon. Um, I, on the schedule side of things, that's where I also think Tennessee is going to have it now. So like I said, Georgia State, BYU, Chattanooga. I think they win at Florida. Like I said, I am not, I was not impressed with that Florida team, which is why I think that, I think, they're going to be a more solid team. It'll be close, but I think they're going to be able to go into Florida and win into Gainesville. Um, I do th- think that they lose to Georgia and beat Mississippi State, and they probably do lose to Alabama. But I think they can beat Florida. That's going to give them the top 10 win, and I think that they could hang close enough with Georgia and Alabama to be able to, after the Alabama game, to be able to finish out the next five weeks and finish that season on a 5-0 and run and then sneak into that top 10 spot when they win their bowl game. So you say that, that, that's why I'm f- picking them next. But, until you lose to the UAB, I mean. Uh, <laughs> do you have them like nine and three ending the year? I, ten and two. Ten and two? Okay. I, 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 think I think they're only going to lose to Alabama and Georgia. I, th- I think they're going to beat Florida. I'm, I'm pretty confident on that. Um, if they don't, then nine and three. But if, even at that nine and three, you don't have any top, top wins at that point in time. So you're probably not a top ten team. Ranked at least. but So that's where it'll change. My – Justin pointed out the other one too that he brought up is that he thinks it's Missouri is a possibility to finish in the top ten, not in there. I could agree with that. I'd probably put them at number three. Kelly and Bryant's put, an unknown for them. I don't right. know. It's Kelly, just, yep, it's true. And I put number four is where I would actually that's where I'd put Florida. Sorry, Chadwick. I, so I gotta step away for a few minutes. Carry on, guys. I was gonna say you brought up the recruiting um piece. I, I didn't even mention anything about Jeremy Pruitt. He's he's changing the program entirely. The fact that uh, Henry Tooto, who is um, a four-star linebacker that on the day of flipped from Alabama, where he would have likely been probably second man um, as, uh, as a linebacker, um, flipped and came to Tennessee. And each linebacker that keeps signing on uh, keeps just talking about uh, Pruitt. Now, the last time that we had that strong of a team uh, we had guys like Gerard Mayo who were on the roster uh, and who were there because of their coaches leading their defenses. Um, we're, we're a team that we have good lines, uh, but unless we have good linebackers, we struggle. Uh, even Eric Berry, as good as he was, um, it was, it was tough for him to lead the whole defense. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we finished at three. Number four would be a disappointment to me. Um, and I would say that we would have, we would have not achieved what we could have. Um, but I, I think we have, I think we have a good year this year. Definitely think that Georgia's going to make it out. And I think, I think this year Georgia ends up winning the SEC. Somebody grab my calendar, please. Uh, I swear it's 2017 because that exact same sentences came out of your mouth. The only difference was the word Butch Jones was in there instead. <laughs> Verbatim. Everything was exactly the same. It just had Butch Jones. Insert Butch Jones here. That's what uh, it was. 2016. Actually. You said it in 2017. I know that it came in 2016. You didn't have confidence that first year. Second year, like, all right, here we go. Now we're picking up our steam. Here we go. We're doing it this year. 2016, we had jobs still. So Oh, everyone's just listening to a, a car ride to Roanoke with you two. This is just what it is every single day. No, we don't talk about it because the car ride would get weird. <laughs> we just don't talk about it. 
So, and the reason why I did pick Tennessee to finish second is because of the schedule that Florida has. Really, I have Florida on the same level as Auburn. Um, dipping that far, huh? I mean, I think they're gonna. I think they'll be dipping too. I, Frank's Frank's is is okay. I don't really see him as being like super special, but I think he's okay. Um, but I mean, they play at LSU as well, right after Auburn, and so I, I could definitely see them losing at LSU, and that's not someone that. Uh, Tennessee has to worry about. Of course, Tennessee plays Alabama, but um, Tennessee doesn't have to play Auburn as well. So, you know, with that, I, I think that uh, Tennessee, I could see them going nine and three. I feel like they might lose a game in the in the SEC that they shouldn't, um, just because they're they're just not there yet. But I, I could see them losing to like at Missouri, or even. Um, the Mississippi State game, but I just feel like that those one of those games. I feel like they could wind up not losing. the Mississippi State game, not the game we're there for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope they don't. The Vanderbilt game, um, or or even possibly Vanderbilt because of Derek that. Mason plays well against. Yeah, us. that rivalry game. It's, it's turning into a rivalry again. That's which, right. As much as you want to win, you want it to be competitive too. Absolutely. So, I agree. Though I think overall, I mean Georgia does have a very tough schedule. Um, playing Notre Dame on their out of conference, but I still see them coming out from the East as well and beating Alabama. I think this is finally the year that they beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. Um, and uh, Kirby Smart finally exercises his demons. <laughs> so I, I do see Georgia coming out on top. I love Jake Fromm. I I think he's he's going to be honestly. I could see him being in Heisman running, but. Um, George's year this year for East. George's year this year for SEC Championship. Go Bulldogs. Uh, so, so while we're bringing that up, we're talking, we'll talk the championship game. So we, we still need to go back to it. We didn't pick a Big Ten Player of the Week last year. Or la- we didn't pick a Big Ten Player of the Year last week, so we got to go back and do that in a second. So Ooh, while we're on this, SEC Player of the Year. Thomas said before the show, told me that he's picking Jake Fromm. Tua. Well, good. I'm taking Thomas' spot. I also think Jake Fromm. So. <laughs> Jake there you Fromm. go, Thomas. I'm going to uh, – I, I think that Alabama wins again versus Georgia, but I think they both get in the playoff. I – it is tough for so me. So help me if you pick Tavian Feaster or Kelly Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> all the Clemson players just – even when they're not in the conference, they still win conference play of the year. Uh, so, a solid guy. <laughs> I actually think that DeAndre Swift could be in that conversation. I really think Swift could be in the conversation. But I'm going to go uh, – you just always give the notoriety to the quarterback, so I'm going to give it to Fromm as well. I would say Jake Fromm comes out with SEC Player of the Year. No Tua pick so far. It's interesting. I'm, I picked Tua. Picked Tua. He picked oh, Tua. sorry, I didn't miss that part. I'm also going to pick Tua more so because I think he's going to have to carry a little bit more. So as an individual, he's going to look a little bit more productive than Jake Fromm. I think Jake Fromm's going to, uh, like I said, I think Georgia's going to win it, and I think it's going to be from a lot of that leadership that Jake Fromm brings, and he's going to have a fantastic year. Uh, but I think uh, it'll probably go to Tua um, strictly because of the productivity that he is going to have to display. And I think he's going to rise to the occasion. He's just not going to be able to get past Georgia. Okay. Do do you are you with me? Do you think both teams make the playoff? So you think Alabama and Georgia both make the playoff? Uh, 
especially look at the like I read off those conference rankings. I mean, that's that's a whole lot higher. They're they're going to have a way strength of schedule is going to be higher, especially if they go undefeated. Both undefeated into that game. I don't know how you close game. I don't know how you keep them. If they finish one and two, I don't know how you keep the team who loses out I'm, unless the other conferences also have a team that goes unbelievably. I'm going to say no. Through. I'm going to say no. Winner goes on only one SEC team this year. I mean, I've made my pick already. I mean, I said that there's going to be two teams that come out of the SEC, and neither of those teams are going to be Alabama. Uh, so I'm going to stick with it, LSU and Georgia. LSU and Georgia. They're going to meet in the championship game. Georgia will beat them in the SEC championship game, but it will be LSU's second loss, but they'll still get in as the fourth seed. Bold. Wow. All right. All right. Man, it's tough. I, I don't know if I'm going to have two teams. I'm going to say one as well. I'm going to say one as well. Because you got the, there's so many other good teams out there too. You got Ohio State. I, I mean, we also mentioned Oregon as well. I mean, are we saying Oregon's not going to. You, you've now named all four teams I say are in. Yeah, really? So you say Clemson's not in? Sorry, you named three of them. I'm not. I'm not there. Cle- Clemson's Ohio, Ohio go State. One. Ohio State could be that, but I think the Big Ten gets left out again. Clemson. You do. I do. Clemson's going to go in as the one, and I. This committee, as much as they want to say, oh, we don't look in the past. They look in the past. <laughs> yes, they do. I, I think if they can make a case to not let two SEC teams in again because of, I mean, it's it's not. I don't think they care. They're, they're picking what they think is the four best teams and they're putting them in. It. I don't think they're going to care what the passes look like. Yeah, they're getting the exact same result. Yeah. Clemson, Alabama, and it's a trade-off for who but gets it. There's no denying I, that they're the two best teams, though. I mean, like, I don't know. Is that wrong? No. I think it's been right. I, I, th- I think, I think the way this year independent gets left out. Notre Dame doesn't get in. Mm-hmm. I think Big Ten gets left out, and I think that the pack or the Big Twelve gets left left out. There, there's, there's not a mix of the style of football. ACC and SEC are very similar. Pac twelve, Big Twelve, completely different. I, I'm not saying that those teams have deserved to be in the playoff, um, but they don't play each other very often. Yeah. Um, and I, I would like to see a, a Big 12 or a Pac-12 school make a case to be in the playoff yeah. to display against them. Because the last time we saw it was with Mariota, really, and uh, didn't work out very well because for whatever reason they decided to change their entire strategy of how they play as Oregon football. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to see those teams outperform and give a reason to be in there, and I think the committee would nod to that. See, I, the reason I say that is I think that both there's a very high likelihood that both Georgia and Alabama are going undefeated until that game. I don't see how you can keep out one loss Alabama or Georgia if they both go undefeated at that point in time over what's probably going to be a two-loss Big Ten champion more than likely. Or honestly, if it's Big 12, I think either Georgia or either – Oklahoma or Texas are a two-loss team. I think that they're going to beat each other in one of those two games. Back and forth, they're going to split it, and then they're both going to have another loss somewhere else in the season. See, I, and I, I see the Pac-12. I see Oregon being the only other one-loss team that comes out. I think it'll probably end up being a two-loss Alabama. If if it's what I'm expecting Georgia to do, I think it would be a two-loss Alabama missing out to a two-loss okay. championship-winning Big Ten team. Really? I, yes. I don't see the committee doing that. I see him still picking. And let, and it'd have to be – I don't think a two-loss Michigan team would get in. A two-loss Ohio State team? Again, we're also assuming 
more than likely an undefeated Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, a an Oregon team either undefeated yeah, Cle- or Clemson's one loss. Clemson's a, Clem- Clemson's a lock. Either one loss. Uh, whoever comes out of the pack, uh, Pac-12 championship yeah. and one loss. Yeah. And then can the Big 12 do it? Yeah. I, I the Big so. 12 does it because uh, they're, I don't know, they're stacked in their own way, in yeah. their own, you know, their own lane. But if they can, then I think it comes down to Big 10 SEC championship versus whatever Alabama has on their record. Yeah. It, it, regardless, it'll be interesting. Oh, it, it could be. A- Andy hates this too. He does not like any of the playoff bowl games, any of it. So we'll have to have you back. <laughs> For bowl season. Do you want to remind everybody of our agreement that you have not held? Yeah. Andy was going to watch a certain amount of uh, bowl games, and I would watch a certain amount of uh, of baseball games, and I have not watched <laughs> those baseball games. I got in a couple, uh, but not nearly what I committed to. Hey, and how many bowl well, games did I watch last year? Was it like eight? Octo- mm-hmm. October's coming. October's coming. Get to make up that baseball at that point in time. So. Uh, World Series doesn't count. Is something we talked about. Well, does ALCS and NLCS count? I'll say the division series counts. Division series, okay. Uh, but he, wild card. He, what I really, really want out of Peyton, he made me watch freaking bo- like games that don't. I'm watching the Music City Bowl. Make the you, motor, you chose to like, walk watch Motor Hattie. City Bowl. The the, the the Mac Mac the Honolulu. I don't care about these. So he needs to watch some like ugly July baseball where like. The Tigers and the Orioles are playing each other and just duking it out, sixteen to ten game, and nobody's pitching well. And, and the ball bounces out of someone's glove, and you and goes. Justin going at it there, uh, Syracuse and Clemson, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you guys just keep talking. I'll just be over here. I just think Clemson has way too easy of a path to be able to get there, so that's just playing the ACC. Yeah, exactly. Are they going to win? Are they going to win a, their games in a four-game span by an average of fifty points like they did last year? I, I do Probably. think you guys might walk away with a loss this year. That's possible in, in conference. It's very possible in conference because you know why? Why you're due? Oh, don't even say that. <laughs> you're due, Jared. Don't you're due a loss. <laughs> There's no way you can go from having your football team win a championship, your basketball team win a championship, and your football team win a championship you, again. You know what I really want? I want Liberty to beat Syracuse and then Syracuse to beat Clemson. And then, <laughs> we, then we, then we, we deal with Sy- the, we Oh, it's Clemson. like Liberty beat Clemson. Yeah, national troops. Yeah. An old transitive property just comes back and haunts everyone. Obviously, I want Liberty to beat Syracuse, but I can just imagine. We had to listen to how many, we beat Baylor. <laughs> can you imagine if we beat Syracuse oh what we're going to hear? Like... See, that one, at least they'll probably win a game later that season. You know, Baylor. <laughs> uh, Baylor. <laughs> Which three of us will be cheering from uh, Section 213 on Saturday, so come say hi. Yep, yeah. as well as Austin Mitchell. Fans uh, of Flame. Be out there Fans too. of Flame. Ooh, I, should we place bets on whether Austin shows up wearing UVA gear? Ooh. <laughs> you know what? Should be interesting. <laughs> Does he pull a Jared? I say he will at the UVA uh, game. Interesting. Does he pull a Jared? Does he throw Liberty on over <laughs> yes. top and after the game strip if, the Liberty off to I'm walk out say, in UVA? I'm going to say Austin would be secure enough to wear his UVA stuff the whole time. Yeah, strictly a Jared thing. I have to agree. My sister said, Absolutely. Uh, so when we beat Baylor, Jared gave us school off on Monday. If we beat Syracuse, school off the whole next week. <laughs> <laughs> it only makes sense as far as conferences go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
All right. Uh, so got our picks there. Now that we're they're done with that, then we, we've kind of already talked. Now Thomas isn't here to be able to get his in. Let's go ahead and give our our preseason playoff picture what we think right now. Well, real quick, who'd we say for Big Ten Player of the Year? Oh, we got to go back and do that. Um, I'm gonna go Taylor out of Wisconsin. Jordan Taylor. It's a quality pick. Peyton. Jonathan Taylor. Is it Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my bad. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Close. <laughs> but but no. <laughs> a little less white. JTT. <laughs> Come back to me. Not so much Hakuna Matata. <laughs> yeah. Andy, Come, who do you have? Yeah. Come back to me. Come back to you? All oh, right. I thought you were like saying like, oh, I'm trying to think of it. Come back to me. Yeah. Anyway. So I was like, hold on. Uh, I'm going to go with Taylor as well. But. I'll say that um, what's the wide receiver that's for uh, playing for Ohio State? Gosh darn, I forgot his name. Uh, hold on, I'd have to look up his his name in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting another one to look out for. The wide receiver for Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> We're so good with Big I Ten. Know. Yeah, I know. This is you, Kyle. <laughs> Last week I had it all. Now I cannot remember for the life of me. <laughs> I'm. The running back for Purdue is really good too, though. Yeah, because he ran all over Ohio State last year. Mm-hmm. But um, I would, I would actually go with. Uh, I'm Maybe say, that's what I meant. The running back for Purdue. That, that's what I meant. I'm going to say Justin Fields. Justin didn't you Fields. already say? No, I didn't say. I thought you said Jordan Taylor, and then we had to switch no, it to I Jonathan was, Taylor. He, that's that was his pick. Yeah, so I'm he, also saying Justin Fields. Which what a year for quarterbacks who have played at Georgia at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going with Justin Fields? Yeah. Okay. He's going with the Taylor. Res- Taylor. Oh, okay. yeah, Taylor. That's right. I'm going to stick with Taylor. All right. So that's our Big Ten. So we got that. All right. Now that we're we're done there. Last year, I won this pick, which Thomas is still going to have to join and get this one here too. Last year, the pick was you get to pick your Heisman c- contender for the season. And then you could change later on in the year, but you're sticking with that Heisman. I won last year. Still haven't got my steak dinner. So I think that entitles me to be right, able to pick. At this point, you just need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're not going to get your steak. I'm not going to get my steak you're dinner. patient. <laughs> so I think that like entitles me to at least have first picks again no, this year. No, it's like once you bring it up, then <laughs> the clock resets. But yes, you may have first pick again this year. Tua. Going with Tua. Going with Tua. I, I I don't know. I feel I feel like because of our schedule, that the the committee is going to look poorly upon that. But I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to put up video game numbers this year with the offensive weapons that we have. Or shocker, you put a Clemson guy. Yeah, but I I mean I do think Trevor Lawrence no originality. I think Trevor Lawrence <laughs> could have between forty forty five touchdowns this year. He had thirty last year, and he didn't even play the entire season. So he ha- and Justin Ross is going to come into his own. T. Higgins, you're going to get me going. Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying numbers-wise, I, I feel like he's going to get it. Okay. Andy? Well, so if I already picked him to win the SEC player of the year, i got to go ahead and say that he's going to win Heisman as well. I'll go with Jake Fromm. Okay. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Ooh. That's a solid pick there, too. Yeah, I like quality. that. He uh, plays in a conference that's friendly to stats. Mm. That's, yeah. Like playing in the Big 12. And uh, I Pac-12, think he's... I, don't know, I think he's head and shoulders above uh, a lot of other um, 
guys in that conference. So I don't know. I see him having a very productive year. Okay. Um, and then real quickly, Thomas gave his already. Your uh, preseason college football playoff. He's saying Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas. I'm going to say not in any particular order, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Oregon. I'm going to go uh, Clemson, Oregon, in this no particular order. Clemson, Oregon, Georgia, and, uh, man, you're going to hate me, Kyle, but Michigan. Whatever. <laughs> you think this is the year? I think this is the year. Mm. Let him beat Ohio State first before mm. you put him in the playoff. I know. I know. That, I'm just saying that that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're November 16th, that dream dies. <laughs> oh Well, I mean, I doubled down earlier. I'm not going to back down now. I'm going to go ahead and say Clemson, Georgia, LSU, and I like Oregon too. All right. I'm going to go Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and also Oregon. Mm. So, and I was I was flipped between Ohio State and Michigan, but I I decided to go with Michigan. I'm mm. sorry. It's all right. <laughs> they haven't won a Big Ten since 2004, so I mean they're due for something, I guess. <laughs> Thomas, I want to pick Texas, but I just feel like they're going to trip. I know. I I, I, lo- I want I want Texas to get in due, but if I could have who I want, I'd want Texas, Alabama. I feel like they'd Michigan be like. State. Oregon. That's what three I'd want. losses and a championship, or two losses, no championship. Uh, that's how I feel like their season's going to go. Okay. All right, we got to move on here. We're uh, definitely chugging along. SEC took up a long time there, Shocker. so it is the first week then of college football starting. So this means we get to start with our picks for college football. I'm ready. I'm ready too. This is fun. I love doing the pickums. Who do we choose? So we're going to get going on here. So now here's the thing. We didn't get to actually go ahead and sit down and do an actual full uh, a full actually pick of what our teams are missing. So this is going to be going kind of off the cuff here of what we're going to choose for our games for this week. Okay? All right. Okay. Let's go ahead and start um, with the two ranked teams that are playing each other. We have on Saturday, Oregon and Auburn. I'll go first, Oregon. Yeah, I was going to say, if we got to pick them in the playoff, we got to pick them to win this game. Oregon. That's right. Oregon. Oregon. Hands down. Clean sweep. Yep. All right. Let's go. Uh, this is another one that is on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Are you recording um, these, or do we need to uh, keep track? If you could keep track, that'd be great. Northwestern Wildcats unranked against number 25, Stanford, 4 p.m. on Saturday. This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Northwestern, though. I'm going to say Northwestern wins that game. It's going to be a tough one, though. I think that's a good game, but I have Northwestern coming out. That Northwestern run game the past couple years has just been solid. I'm going to go Northwestern, too. Pat Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. He's a great coach. That's right. Peyton? I know you're kind of thinking, man, because <laughs> I know you like you like both. I'm going to go teams. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. David Shaw. Mm. Mm, <laughs> two man. really, two really good coaches though, going up against each other. KJ Costello is coming back too, so it's not like they have a, you know, a guy coming in who doesn't know what's going on offensively. I think it's going to be like a, when he first started, and it's going to be a very close game. But because it is in California, I'm also going to go with Stanford. All right, 
Uh, let's go ahead and pick another one here. So, all right, this could be uh, on the bottom side of good games, but it'll probably be a harder one to pick. Let's go with the North Carolina Tar Heels hosting the South Carolina Gamecocks. Mike's team. Yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one too. Uh, I just think, I, I mean, UNC is going to take them a little bit of time with Matt Brown. He'll he'll have them ready. I think they'll compete, but I'm going to have South Carolina in that game. That pains me to say that, but interesting. I don't think I've ever heard those words come out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm going to have South Carolina in that game. <laughs> I he didn't say South Carolina wins. <laughs> you know, th- that one, it's like, yeah, they were there. They were in the game. They were in the game. Well, it's funny because I feel like he didn't go to breakfast with somebody's uncle that went to that school. No, <laughs> he did with another school. Here so we go again. All right. It comes back full circle. Which team is James Michael McAdoo playing for again? Ah. Happen to forget. Right. Uh, but I'm going to go North Carolina. Really? UNC. Wow. North Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Gamecocks as well, too. So. And we will get uh, Thomas's picks later on here. All right, let's go Saturday night, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Boise State Broncos playing at Florida State Seminoles. Boise State, Florida State. I hate Boise State. Wow, you and Peyton. Hey, oh, I hate, over I hate here, Boise man. State. Over here. That's yeah. Smurf turf. That's <laughs> Smurf turf. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Florida State. Let's take Florida State, too. Yep. Florida State. Florida State, go FSU. Clean sweep. All right, and let's pick one more out here. All right. 12 p.m. on Saturday, kicking off the slate on ABC. Ole Miss Rebels playing at Memphis Tigers. Ooh, Memphis beat them last year, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they? I believe they they did. (sighs) I'm going to say Ole Miss wins this one, though. I think it's at Ole Miss. It's at Memphis. Is that Memphis? Okay. Memphis. That makes it a little bit tougher. Are you sticking with it? I'm still going to say Ole Miss. I'm going to say it's close, though. As somebody who's a fan of a team that's in the American and being able to see Memphis firsthand and see how much they improved last year, I'd say Memphis. They're going to be a good. They're going to be a tough team this year for that conference. Memphis. I'm going to go Memphis as well. Yes, yeah, sit down, Jared. All right, and because <laughs> we have to, we got to talk Liberty football here. Fan the flame, everybody. Are we going to pick the game straight up, or are we going to have like a spread? Let's do. S- <laughs> Let, let's do. Let's, I feel let's like we shouldn't make this one count. No, this does not <laughs> yeah, count. Okay. This is just for kicks and giggles for us to go around on here. Go ahead and give just a little synopsis of what you think is going to happen, and then go ahead and pick on that. I'm going to say that Syracuse is going to win, but I'm going to say it's going to be close to the first three quarters. I'm saying that Liberty will be within a score until three minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter, and at that point in time, they will go. Uh, it'll be a tw- at that point in time. Three minutes, and thirty seconds left to three quarter. It'll be a twenty-one seventeen. But then Syracuse is going to go ahead and score and go on to win thirty-four seventeen. Uh, we have a really good offense. We have a really good offense. I'm going to say that um, that we're able to score. I think we're going to be able to score. We're just a totally different team at home. Liberty is. Um, people are going to are going to see that. So I think it's. I think. Liberty pulls off the upset. I'm going to say 33-31. Liberty! 33-31. Liberty, 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 Liberty. <laughs> Do we get work off if we if they win? I mean, probably pa- not. Week paid vacation? I mean. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, Peyton, do we? No. I wish. <laughs> um, 
You know, the most miserable I've ever been at a Liberty game was in 2009. We went to the JMU game. Uh, that's <laughs> awful. And we Rainy. stood for an hour and a half before the game in the rain, and then we sat the entire game in the rain to watch them lose to JMU. Was it 27-24? It was, it was a super close Because we game. missed a field goal right. like it was a chip shot, I remember. Oh, it was terrible. I plan on being almost more upset about this game because I think we take a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and blow it. Ooh. Ooh in the Ooh. fourth. Ugh. <sighs> That would be awful. <laughs> Dagger to the Absolutely heart. awful. But regardless, I still, I, so I say Syracuse wins the game, but I do think it's a close game. Playing at home, playing in front of probably what's going to be a close to sellout crowd. I appreciate that you're not pessimistic. Uh, Nathan Fox, if you're watching. There you go. Yeah, that's true. North Carolina pessimism. Uh, honestly, I'm with Jared. I think that we pull the upset. Um I think it's close. Uh, I think we trail. Welcome in the frozen chosen. Yeah, I think we trail probably in the third quarter. Syracuse comes out strong. Uh, but I'm going to say that we end up winning by at least one possession. Interesting that nobody picked probably the most likely outcome as which we'd lose by at least two touchdowns. But <laughs> Well, I mean... It, it, but that's, we, why, we didn't, we're that's all, why we're not counting this pick. Yeah, and we're all familiar with the offense, too. I, I do think we all agree that our offense is the best it's been in a really long time. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Well, that, one, one, there was one more that I saw on the schedule. It was a Wisconsin at USF, University of South Florida. Yeah, that's on Friday night. And uh, Well, who do you think? I, that's, I mean, Wisconsin's ranked. Yeah, Wisconsin. You think Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Yes. USF. I'm going to say USF too. I think Charlie Strong. I think Charlie Strong we're wins gonna, that game. We're going to throw that one as a six pick for this week? Yeah. I'm going to say Wisconsin. That's, a, Wisconsin. that's our wild card. Wisconsin. All right. That will do it for this week's picks for the college football. They are written down and locked in. We will get Thomas's to add in later on. Um, now, I will say let's go ahead and finish out with NFL football tonight because we are talking to, unfortunately now, pretty pathetic yeah, the AFC is not that pathetic, but it's just nothing <laughs> that pathetic. But the NFC North, we don't really need to spend a whole lot of time there. And uh, can the can AFC. we push through the AFC South first very yes. quickly? Yeah, it's not going to take us long to talk NFC North. Uh, it. Let me for a moment. Let me. I, I've been <laughs> I've been talking to Jared about this. I've been talking to Andy about it. Let me just go ahead and say I am not upset with Andrew Luck. Uh, I it is unfortunate. It's like the worst timing ever, especially with the hope that we were having for the season of potentially being able to make a run in playoffs. Pending, dare I say, everyone stay healthy. That's pointless now. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think we are going to be as bad as people think. I do not either. But it it just changes things, and I I Your truly believe is still legit. I truly believe that somebody leaked the information. And that's why it came out during the game. Andrew Luck does not have the character of someone who's going to flippantly. I mean, he, he was on the sideline. He wasn't sharing anything. Somebody else shared that information. I don't think it was from his group. I don't think it was from uh, the Colts front office. I think somebody found out, shared it. It came out at a terrible time and people knee jerk reaction thought, you know, what's your problem, man? Like it, we're in the middle of a game. Um, in the long run, I don't think it'll be held that way. Um, but I mean, I, I support his decision. He's got to keep his health first. I would hate to see a quarterback that I love go down the tubes just because he's selling out to win games. Um, 
we can we can adjust as a team. I don't want to see Andrew Luck end up with permanent damage as a person and struggle through life just because he wanted to play through this season. Um, so I, for the Andrew Luck, I wanted to hop on my soapbox for a second there. I think somebody shared something they shouldn't have, and it made him look really bad um, when he's genuinely just trying to make the best decision for him and his family. Right. I, I agree. Um, so our, our, we're going to deviate from original plan here. We were going to talk these. We were running a little bit low on time here because SEC went long. So we're going to pull an audible here. We're going to talk AFC South next week along with NFC North. Okay. But I think we should continue on this conversation for about another 10, 15 minutes. I think we definitely can talk what this means for the NFL, for the future of the Colts in general without Andrew Luck. So mm-hmm. I definitely think this conversation can continue here. And then we can talk predictions for the whole team come next year sound good yeah all right so audible it up here on the show all right um yeah we i mean of the, of the four of us here how many of you actually believe the news when it came out when it first got re- re- reported when i saw it was espn i mean i know occasionally espn's wrong yeah but when i saw that i was like oh my gosh <laughs> this is authentic um i thought he got hacked i, I say i saw it i mean i, I was watching I was actually watching the uh, college game yeah, live. Game. I was yep. watching the Miami Florida game live, and they and that's when I saw it as they posted across the bottom, and I immediately texted both of them, and I was like, almost like needing confirmation, which neither of them responded. Thank you both. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it at first. I was looking at my phone when the game was on, and my wife just said to me, she said they just said they said Andrew Luck announces retiring. And I was like, no, yeah. she had she had to have read the name wrong. Is yeah, what I, what what I, I first saw it first. Thought. Like, it had to been somebody else that she saw. And then I saw it. and I was like, okay, okay. He, I think that Adam's got to be wrong. Or like, got bad information, or he got hacked, or something. I didn't think there was a chance that this was real. Well, and I said, I, I won't you know. believe it. I, I won't believe it until I actually see it come from him. And he said it was going to be the next day. And then later that night, after the preseason game, he ended up announcing it. Like, yeah. I, I was completely surprised. Yeah, completely taken back. Did not see it coming. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Uh, you 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 try to figure out what was going on with his leg because when the the thing came out with his calf and, and the mysterious leg injury, yeah, I think there's more there that we don't know. I I agree because I feel like I feel like that could have been a smokescreen for him actually contemplating this retirement. Um, they were kind of giving him time to just think about what he wanted to ultimately do. Because you don't have to report the details of the injury until the Tuesday after the first regular season right. weekend. Right. So I, I feel like that could have been a smokescreen as far as just giving him some time to be able to sit down with his family, make an informed decision on what he wanted to do long term. But I was just totally in shock that he decided to hang up the cleats, which... Uh, Jordan and my brother actually we had our fantasy draft and he kept him in our in our league Ooh, and we had so we had we had the um oh. we had the draft that day. Yeah, so I, I was happy for our paid league because I he was on my radar. I was going to take him. Oh, for sure. I think like, he was on a lot of people's radar. I mean, he yep. he was probably going to be a candidate for comeback player of the year. Yeah, you know, so just with what he's been able to do over the years, um, really, really, just I mean. It shook the entire NFL. To all fantasy football commissioners, yeah. this is why you don't schedule drafts early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because Learn your lessons. Because coming out of college, coming out of Stanford, he was, he was listed. You don't hear this often. They don't usually throw this verbiage around once in a generational talent. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was another – he was 
going right into the place that Peyton Manning played the majority of his career. He was going in. He was the next Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, right. Aaron Rodgers. They, all right, let's not use that one name. You hear, <laughs> you hear, you hear the terms "can't miss." They use that a decent amount. Yep. But suck you, for luck. But you don't hear the once in a generational talent as often. And he was listed as that. So, and you you saw it right away. I mean, he comes right in the NFL, does a great job his rookie year. I mean, he he was a fantastic quarterback for the Colts that took a team that really probably didn't have any business being in the position that they were in. And he was a valuable, he, he should have been in the running for MVP if you watch how the Colts, just their, their personnel, who they had. You see who they had on that roster, and for them to be in the positions that they were in, he should have been in running for MVP every season. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he was the Colts. It, w- it was very similar to what Peyton Manning was to the Colts. He was in that similar situation. The only unfortunate thing is that Luck was more injury prone than than Peyton was. So, but I feel like as far as just the value that he had on that team, I feel like Luck was was right up there. Yeah. Thomas brings up you ask any difference between what Luck did and what Gronk did in terms of what they did and their reasoning for it. I think no. that's what he's asking. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of the impact that each of them have and that the fallout that comes from them retiring is greatly different. I mean, yeah. sure, Gronk's a fantastic player and he does have a large impact on the Patriots, but he's he's he, nothing. He's like a losing. large he's a large impact, but they can still win without him. I don't yeah. know that. Yeah, I, I, I think Tennessee. Like I, I, I agree with Peyton. I don't think Tennessee is going to. Or Tennessee, sorry. I don't think Indianapolis run team. I don't think Indy is going to finish bottom barrel of the AFC South. No, no. Um, they're going to win seven, eight games, and you know, be right in the middle of the road. Probably right, still really good right. defense. But that team, in order to be able to be a Super Bowl contender, had to have luck. Yeah, had to have solid quarterback playing that leadership in. Yep. From the caller position. Which, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is serviceable. I mean, he's not going to be Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone, not knowing where he's at. But oh my gosh, uh, Curtis sorry, Painter. Sorry, sorry, I had to break those. No, uh, I'm just glad he's not Curtis Painter. <laughs> For any Col- Matt Menhart, if you watch this, he's not Curtis Painter. We will be okay. <laughs> we will survive. <laughs> well, who who do the Colts have on their radar? next year so it, for, for draft. I, I have a new term that they need to bring up. So it was suck for luck. Now it's loser for Tua. <laughs> I mean, it depends Ooh. on it depends on who's coming out because you do have Tua who's going to be available. You've got Fromm. You've got uh, who's... Uh, Just, Justin Herbert. Uh, Herbert, yeah. Who is the other... Why am I blanking on his name? Used to be the quarterback for Georgia. Till he got hurt, Fromm took over. He transferred. He's Jacob Eason. For, yeah, he's coming out. I yeah, think. he's. So I mean, you you've got you've got guys that are available. Um, yeah, I, I know we've mentioned too. Like, do you service other areas of the team and try to make trades this year to where you could potentially get Trevor Lawrence the following year? I I don't know. Um, Chris Ballard has proven to be. I'm going to develop. I'm going to be wise with the draft. It's going to be something where I am paid and not where I spend. So if he is gifted a first round, a high first round pick, you know, he'll use it accordingly. But he, I don't know. I don't see him as someone who's really going to trade up this year Hmm. uh, to get any of the quarterbacks that are coming out. I, I don't think that they can afford, though, to go a full year after that to wait for another quarterback. Because, I mean, if you're looking at that point in time, if you're not trying to draft a quarterback next year, you're then waiting another year after that to be able to go after 
um, your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Um, and then you're waiting probably another freshman or rookie year in the NFL. Probably he may be really good, but I doubt he's going to be able to lead a team to a Super Bowl championship. That means you're looking at three years out from now. I don't know that you guys have enough time with your current talent that you have to be able to get that to last out on contract. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. He's going to draft a quarterback, but I don't think he's going to use first round for a quarterback uh, unless we're in a position where we could get somebody that we really, really want. I I'm, think, I'm not sure that he sees that in this class. I think you'll be close enough that you're going to be able to get one of those Tua from Herbert. I think one of those will be in enough of the area. There'll be enough other players that don't need it, teams that don't need a quarterback that Colts should be able to get one of those. If not, if not, just trade within the first round to trade up in the first round to be able to reach to get there. And that's another thing we don't know. We we don't know at this point which teams are going to need a quarterback. Just say, right. Yep. So yep. Uh, we we're having to wait to see what pans out in college and what pans out in the NFL to figure out what we're actually going to need. Right. Jacoby Brissett, if he oh, yeah, surprises you never, everybody true, exactly. with ten never wins, know. then yep. absolutely I'll wait. You know, draft somebody that, that's fourth fair. round. Um, I would just hate knowing that, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the talent that Indianapolis has right now and the promise that they've shown in growing. And while it's not huge names on offense, T.Y. Hilton was showing a lot of promise in growing. Ebron looked a whole lot better last year in Indy than he did in Detroit. It was actually not having the drop season catching the ball. Yeah, and you just hope um, it's not because of a single Devin, connection. Devin Funchess, I mean, he's got size and talent. If he can actually go ahead and catch the ball as well, too. I, th I think there's enough pieces that you have there that I'd hate to see this get wasted without having a good quarterback within the next two to three years. Is there a team, is there a team this year that maybe underperforms with a quarterback that's kind of on the – they're uncertain if they want him? They're uncertain if the team wants him as a franchise quarterback that the Colts maybe try to to tra to trade for in the offseason. Matt Stafford. <laughs> I mean, that's actually that's People a possibility. Have said it. That's so a give, possibility. Give me a second. I don't I don't well, think the Lions would ever actually trade Stafford, even though they should, and that'd be a really good option to have him go to Indy. I mean, but I'm I'm a Bengals guy, sure, but I will tell you that this is Andy Dalton's contract year. Ryan Finley has already looked good in preseason, and Zach Taylor is going to want a new offense. I don't know that Andy Dalton's going to stay around past this year. Um, now he's not a great quarterback either, but is he a step above a Brissett? So that that's a good point. They and could that's not even a trade at that point. They don't right. have to trade. He's done at the end of this year. Well, and I don't think they. I don't think Andy makes any trades in the middle of this year. I think they ride this year out, and then they decide either whether draft or pick up free agency trade whatever in the off season. Hey, you want Dak? <laughs> no, he might be available. You, you know what he wants? <laughs> what I know it, exactly? Well, I I actually think if the Colts are if they're around five hundred, they're flirting with that. Say week six or seven, and the Bengals are kind of. Going downhill, they're not looking too hot. Say so whoopee. I, I could I could see them possibly making a trade to get Andy Dalton. I could see that as a possibility. I mean, it really is. I really do that think that's or, possible. Or Derek Carr is the other quarterback that's that what, I would That's what Thomas said. said, Derek Carr, yeah. Because he, I mean, Gruden's not going to say it, and I think Gruden is right to not say it. I, I think he's being looked at very closely for can he, because he's, he's steadily been going down, and I don't, necessarily believe that's a true indicator of his potential um they've i mean they've gone through so much change as an organization like that that throws you off um i so i i think they could part ways with him um i i agree with andy though i think andy dalton would be a very viable option if, if we're looking to trade for someone with experience now i think this is a long way out there um 
but it was brought up. I don't, I don't think it's very likely, but it is an interesting scenario to talk about. Let's just say things don't work out this year for Eli in New York. They go ahead and go Daniel Jones. Any chance no. that you get Manning? No, I think Indy. that's the opposite direction of where Andy wants. I, to go, I, I, I agree. Chris Ballard wants young. He wants to develop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Would you? I, I'm thinking of a couple other guys too. I'm thinking Jameis Winston. I'm thinking no. Cam Stric- Newton strictly for uh, integrity and they, off the they field. They wouldn't bring him. I don't, I agree with you. I that's don't think that's Andy would so touch big within the Colts organization. I I don't see that being yeah. Cam Newton. I don't think Cam's I don't think he'll leave. leave. Yeah, so I, you I think you don't keep him. But even even if Carolina has a bad year this year, and we'll say bad being you know six and ten sub five hundred. Dude, do you think they look to shop him? Because I think I think that's a possibility. I think that's a real possibility. I don't know because that's a pretty sharp drop off from what he's been able to bring to the team. Mm-hmm. When, he's, he's the he's still the face of that franchise. That's tough to to sell a fan base and everything on that you're gonna. You're yeah, completely scrapping the team at that point. Well, if and that's if um, Christian McCaffrey, if he has a, another really good year this year, does he start to become the face of the franchise? I absolutely think he becomes Maybe. the face of the franchise. I think he will edge him out of that role um but i don't i don't think they're gonna can cam after this can uh, cam can cam <laughs> i like it and uh, then i i'm also I'm, I'm thinking of a guy that you guys could Mahomes, yeah i'd, I'd take him huh? <laughs> so i'm thinking of a guy that you guys could possibly see about making a move for but maybe possibly like a tyrod taylor as far as just a somebody's got to say it right go ahead i mean tyrod taylor maybe but somebody's got to say it Fitzpatrick has got to find another team. That's true. He's got to. I I would be okay being on that resume for a year. That is. (laughs) That's his. That's his thing. No, honestly, I. We could if if we don't do well, we could trade for one of those quarterbacks. Um, I still think that if we are, if we're an eight-year team or eight-year, eight-game, like winning team, um, then uh, even nine, then we look for a trade. If Brissett can bring 10 wins, and if we get 10 wins, it's going to be because of Brissett. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. Then I think they say, we're going we're gonna to give him a shot. We're, we'll draft late. We're still going to you know, bring some kind of competition in, uh, and we'll try to develop, see how he does next year. Um, and if he can exceed 10 or even match that, maybe we could do something with this guy. If he drops off, then I think they would make a move to try and get somebody like Trevor Lawrence. I feel like the Andy Dalton scenario is is the best outcome or, or likely. Just from a timing standpoint, just everything's like lining up for that, at least right now. I mean, who knows at the end of, by the end of the year? Because right, it all completely depends on how mm-hmm. each team does in the season, how college football goes, what teams need quarterbacks, what teams don't. That landscape changes week to week. Bold prediction. Because so. we've had an we've had an influx of a lot of new quarterbacks in the league right now. Sure. So not as many people are necessarily looking, except for those with aging quarterbacks. Right. We don't have too many with like a, a you know, between a rock and a hard place like Cincinnati right now. To finish out, bold prediction. T B twelve gets hurt in New England. <laughs> gets benched. Gets benched after he's hurt. Gets benched rest of the season. Doesn't come back. Jared Stidham. Jared St- Jared Stidham takes over Brian Hoyer spot. Brian have Hoyer a, doesn't a perform. Bledsoe Brady situation. Brady leaves New England and comes 
to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh gosh, that would be awful. (laughs) That would be awful. I would. I would. Oh, that would that would never happen. Not a chance. The the Colts fans wouldn't let it happen. Oh no, exactly. Absolutely not. This is the house that Peyton built. The city would revolt. Absolutely. Yes, they would. We took our Patriot with uh, Vinatieri. We're good. Yep. Like, <laughs> we took our one. That's it. Everybody has to have one. <laughs> and the fact that I know I'm not the only one. I bring this up periodically. I know I'm not the only one that noticed it. After Vinatieri joined us and we went back and played uh, a playoff game in New England at Gillette and they booed him when yeah. he came on the field. He gave you two Super Bowls. That's absolutely he right. He gave did. you two Super Bowls. Those weren't Brady. Yep. Those, Those were off of Vinny's foot. foot. Yep. <laughs> and you're going to boo the man? Hey, nay, nay. That's why nobody <laughs> likes New England. Nobody likes TV 12. Nobody likes Bill Belichick. It's nobody likes the whole, just the whole city just, of Boston. Exactly. No, I think the big Boston, quarterback injury this Boston. year, and I already mentioned, mentioned it, I think the big quarterback injury this year is going to be Ben. Ben, ben Roethlisberger. And that's the end of the Ben career. All right. Well, we are going to wrap up here on a wednesday night uh so this concludes our college football next week we'll be talking actual college football as the season has started i'm so excited for saturday i'm excited for tomorrow i'm excited for friday night i'm excited for saturday and sunday and then on monday too and then ah it's great and then thursday night we get nfl football after that so that's right that's right we are we're rolling all right. I just I just heard thus concludes and it just made me think thus concludes our broadcast day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cable guy. That's yeah. I guess that's uh, this does conclude our uh, <laughs> our podcast day. Uh, again, as always, this is Down in Flames. We thank you for your support and listening. Tell all your friends, family, everyone you know. Share on all of the places where you can find podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Be on the lookout for YouTube. Yeah.